you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I just biked around Lake Michigan. Nearly a thousand miles. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little rom in the mornings. Well, it's still morning in California. A little rom in the morning, huh, D? <laughs> yeah. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Tuesday, December 8th, is just moments away. But before we do this, let's thank the Chicago Reader for sponsoring the Ben Jarofsky show. For all things Chicago politics, uh, what to do in Chicago, even during a pandemic, check out chicagoreader.com and subscribe to the Chicago Reader. Great way to show your support for the Ben Jarofsky Show is to subscribe to the Chicago Reader. Maybe a little letter attached to it. Oh, the Ben Jarofsky Show, it's great. It wouldn't hurt, right? And of course, today's Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you by our dear friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Ben, how you feeling today? Feeling pretty good, young man. Feeling pretty good, as the song goes. Oh, good. Just keep feeling pretty good for about two hours, and uh, we're good. <laughs> okay. All right. And wait, there's the interview after that, so. Okay, three hours. Like three hours, yes. All right, then you're off the hook. Uh, okay. your, your song of the day does come from Frank, and once again, it's a Beatles song. Please do oh. not sue us. These guys, you know, the... The Beatles songs you don't really hear on YouTube a lot, I don't think. So, uh, oh, by the way, John Lennon, I think it's it's either today or yesterday was. Let me do this in my mind. Uh, hold on, D. Heavy math coming up. To oh boy, forty years since Don John Lennon was shot. Wow, that's funny. Man. Jim brought that up on the live stream chat. He said, "R.I.P. John Lennon." Forty years ago today, I remember hearing about that live from Howard Cosell during the Monday Night Football game on December eighth, nineteen eighty. Absolutely. Bad news from New York. John Lennon, the great John Lennon, has been shot. That's my Howard Cosell invitation. Yeah, I remember it well. Mm -hmm. Monday Night Football. But your song of the day is Yellow Submarine. Oh, come on. A happier song from a happier time. And as you know, Ringo Starr, I believe, is the singer. So... Here we go. Me, 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 Dora, me. Oh, this is, a new, this is a new thing before our song of the day. Ray, a drop of golden sun. <laughs> we all live in a yellow submarine. Arr, that's the sound of the submarine submerging. Arr, force it, force it. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're not getting. Man, you know, you know, have you met? You know how they have all those little sound effects in the song? Yeah. Which really, like, I love the sound of force it, force it, whatever they're saying. Well, we're definitely not getting sued by the Beatles. That's uh, that's for sure. After that rendition, <laughs> the Ben Jarofsky show starts now. <laughs> It is Tuesday, December 8th, and live from my apartment in his attic, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, the director of the Black Harvest Film Festival is back. I repeat, the director of the Black Harvest Film Festival is back. 
Sergio Mims. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here calling this Rudy Tootie Tuesday. And here's why. Great weekend. You have a good weekend, D? Yes, I did. I had a great weekend. Oh. I actually watched uh, The Queen's Gambit. How about that? Whoa, the whole thing? Oh, uh, One more episode left. Well, I won't tell you what happens. Please don't. Please don't. But I'll just give you a hit. Oh. Checkmate. Oh. Okay. Well, that's not <laughs> too bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, that happens a lot on the on the show. So that's not a hint. How about Borg? You have not played the great Borg off. That's my oh, yeah, remember yeah. the kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the best player I ever played. Wait, I'll do the girl. You're the best player I ever played. You've not played the great Burgoff. Oh, I love that moment. Yeah, one more episode. It's uh, pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it is really good. I will not tell you why. Does it involve? Happens. Does it involve time travel at all? <laughs> she actually turns into a basketball player, mm. and she has a one-on-one game with a young Michael Jordan, who is. An infant. Whoa. Yes. So, yeah. Well, I asked that because uh, one of the characters in there looks like uh, he's he time traveled from the 90s. Looks like David Spade or something. He's got like a 90s hairdo going on. Oh, yeah. He wanted the hipster uh, yeah. chess players. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> I come from Logan uh, Square in 1997. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a chess player in Logan Square. I haven't been to Logan Square in a while. So, anyway, that's home of the hipsters. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you had a good weekend, Ian. I'm glad you saw the Queen's Gambit. Uh, I saw Run, saw it again. Uh, my daughter wanted to watch it, so I watched it. Good flick. I liked it. Saw Mank. Yeah, very disappointing. Uh, don't run, don't walk. Sorry, David Fincher. Sorry, David. Uh, anyway, I woke up to discover the great Dick Allen had died after a long illness. Just uh, allow me to indulge myself here, folks. 78 years old. Pause for a moment of silence. One of my favorite baseball players ever, Chicago White Sox, from about 1972 to 74, I want to say. I'd say he is my favorite baseball player ever. And I don't want to be one of those boomers reminiscing about the 70s, but, well, let's face it. I'm a boomer. Yeah. I'm reminiscing it's about, about to happen. 70s. It's about to happen. So, folks, just indulge me as I go back in time. Space travel, like Dr. D said. <laughs> There I am, 15 years old, sitting in my house. Come on, White Sox. They had won game one of the doubleheader. Now they were losing game two. It was bat day. Place was jammed. All the fans had their little bats in the air. Bat day? Let me help you out, millennials. This used to be a uh, promotion that baseball teams did to encourage people to come to games. Yeah, they give away baseball bats. I know, they're too cheap to give away baseball bats now. (laughs) Come here, you little suckers. Anyway. Let me take you back in time. That doubleheader, bat day against the Yankees. The Sox are down two runs, ninth inning. The great Sparky Lyle on the mound for the the Yankees. Manager Chuck Tanner calls Dick Allen in to pinch hit. But Dick Allen is in the locker room eating a chili dog. Yes, a chili dog, like a John Cougar Mellencamp song. Uh Uh-oh, train going by. Uh, And in his rush to get out of the out of uh, <laughs> the locker room uh, and into the dugout, he spills chili sauce all over his uniform. Yes, oh, I've been there. I've been there. Yes, you have. We all been there spilling chili sauce on our uniforms. Anyway, to the plate he steps. Here comes the pitch. 
look out, way back, back, hey, hey. Well, that's Jack Brickhouse. It was really Harry Carey doing the announcing. I'm getting it all mixed up. Folks, all I can tell you is I was running around the house. Yay, White Sox win. Anyway, I love you, Dick Allen. You are the coolest guy in the world, and may you rest in peace. What else? Rudy Giuliani, speaking of dudes who are most definitely not cool. Man, what a stretch Rudy G has had over the last uh, few weeks. I mean, this man is a clown. There was a song back in the day called Kathy's Clown. He's Donnie's Clown. He's Donnie's Clown, Rudy G. Think about what his life has been like over the last few weeks, D. First of all, Borat comes <laughs> out the movie. You know, he's seen propositioning a woman. He's been told is 15, but she's actually a 24-year-old actress playing a 15-year-old. But, and this is the key, Rudy thinks she's 15. One more time. He thinks she's 15 and he's shamelessly flirting with her. He puts his hand on her leg. She puts her hand on his. She giggles. He giggles. He's 76 years old. He's giggling like a teenager. I'm Rudy. Then they cut to the bedroom and he's on the bed and he puts his hand in his pants and he's clearly stimulating himself. The only thing that saved Rudy Giuliani from pulling out little Rudy is Borat bursts to the room. So that scene comes out and says he's adjusting his microphone. Yeah, Rudy. You can't even lie, well. Wait, there's more. There's a press conference where the hairspray he had sprayed to his hair starts to run. It looks like his sideburns are leaking oil. At that same press conference, he blows his nose through his handkerchiefs and then wipes his face with it. And then he just, like, wipes his lips with it. It's so disgusting. And then there's the hearing last week, Dennis's personal favorite, where he ripped a fart. I mean, he just ripped. Now, why did you say, uh, have to say that was my favorite? <laughs> just to make sure you were listening. Uh, and he ripped it. Boom. He's sitting next to some lady. I think she was another Republican lawyer making up lies about the election. And she's like, oh, my God, that's pungent. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, wow, it's it's either like he can't control himself or he's kind of like this kid I knew back in college. Let me just take you back more baby boomer reminiscing. So we're sitting in the dorm up late eating pizza and getting high. What else? Listen to Jimi Hendrix. I'm playing the uh, air guitar left handed D. And he'd be like, hey, guys, I got a message. Want to hear it? And then he'd lift his leg and blast one out. <laughs> we were laughing like it's the funniest thing we've ever seen. Only here's the deal. We are 18 years old. Rudy is 76. But that guy also now performs at Zany's every weekend with that joke. I know you knew guys like that. You know what I mean? Because, uh, oh, guys, guess what? <laughs> Did you hear this new record by the Beatles? It's a blast. <laughs> anyway, now Rudy G's got COVID. Of course he has COVID. How can he not have COVID? He's been running around the country for days without a mask, sneezing in his hands, shaking hands with other people. He's a super spreader on two fronts. One, he spread lies about the election. Two, he spreads the disease. By the way, Frank, I want to thank you for that text you sent me. I had, didn't know about that. The latest Hail Mary on the election front, we'll probably be talking about this with Sergio. Uh, Ken Paxton, the uh, attorney general from Texas, is going straight to the Supreme Court with this one. An appeal straight to the Supreme Court. This story is just breaking. At least I just saw it. So it's going straight to the Supreme Court. He's, he, he's a Hail Mary. He's hoping that the big five on the Supreme Court, the soldiers, Sam Alito, Clarence Thomas, 
Let's see if I can do them all. Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and uh, the new lady. Uh, I've just blanked. Amy Coney Barrett. How about that, D? I rattled off five in a row. Uh, that baby boomer brain is smart, still sharp as a tech. He's hoping that the five just say, yeah, let's just throw out all the votes that went for Biden or enough votes that went for Biden to uh, turn four states from Biden to Trump and then just give the election to Trump. That's that's the Hail Mary. You can't even get the lawyers like the regular uh, solicitor general type lawyers who argued Texas case to go along with him. That's how desperate he is. I don't think it'll work, but you never know. Anyway, back to Rudy. Here's an account from CNN. Giuliani, who is considered at higher risk for complications from the coronavirus due to his age, has repeatedly disregarded public health guidelines, appearing maskless, maskless in state capitals, hotel ballrooms, at, and at indoor news conferences in recent weeks. At many of the events, most of the people in the indoor settings were also not wearing masks. End of quote. They got Rudy G in a hospital. Great. Some nurse, some nurse's assistant, some doctor will have to treat his sorry ass and maybe even get exposed themselves. You're worthless, Rudy. Now the issue is, drum roll. Who's the bigger jerk, Rudy G or our very own Alderman Tommy T? Tom Tunney. Well, we'll get to that story in a little while. That was pretty unbelievable, even by standards of Chicago Alderman when it comes to hypocrisy. Anyway, but first I have to announce... We got a great show today, everybody. Sergio Mizma here, Black Harvest Film Festival. He'll be talking about the black phone. He's been dying to talk about that uh, since the election. He'll be talking about Rudy G. He'll be talking about movies. Lord knows what else we'll be talking about. Plenty of political talk ahead with Sergio Mizma. But before we get to that, young man from home, the man everyone calls Dr. D with the news. Looking forward to that Sergio interview, Sergio. Sergio, Sergio. That is correct. All right. <laughs> is that DB? Yeah, is that DB? Yeah, that's him. Oh, DB. How's it going, everybody? Really? Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. What well, we begin in Chicago, and we begin with Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And, well, I guess the two have become buddies. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. <laughs> Still not a good question. Every, you, know, you think after hearing it a few times, you'd be like, okay, maybe that is a good No, still not a good one. Today, today Mayor Lightfoot is having a discussion with former First Lady and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton for a virtual fundraiser. A virtual fundraiser for the mayor's light pack. Ben, how much money do you think Hillary has handed over to the mayor, huh? A million? Maybe a billion? Yes, that's billion with a B. <laughs> Well, I would say this, T. I don't think uh, Hillary uh, is handing any money over to the mayor. Uh, the Clintons are not known for giving money to people. They're mon known for getting money from people, as in raising money at fundraisers. So I think it's more of a thing where, oh, Hillary Clinton will be here. I'll sign up. I want to hear Hillary. She's still very popular with, you know, Hillary groupies. Uh, and there's that mutual love society, Hillary and Lori Lightfoot. Good, man. Good question, <laughs> Madam Mayor. Good question. I'm like, huh? What? What was so great about that question? So, yeah, D, I'm not surprised that um, 
uh, Hillary Clinton is uh, coming to Chicago or doing the fundraiser. I don't know if she's coming to Chicago, doing the fundraiser on behalf of. It's virtual. It's virtual. What? Virtual. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot. She doesn't even have to be in Chicago if it's virtual, uh, as we've known, because we have Google Meet. And um, but, uh, yeah, that's the Dem, the centrist wing of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Uh, protecting their own in a town that could have a more progressive politician. One of the things we talk about all the time is how do we elect any kind of Democrat in red parts of the state? I've been thinking a lot about this lately, having a lot of conversations uh, about this. Got a, we'll have Sarah Bingaman coming on the show in about a week or so, who is an indivisible uh, activist uh, out in Dixon County. And or and so you know we're um, overwhelming. The vote was for Trump. So how do, how do, how can Dems, you know, build a base of support in areas that go for Trump? We don't really have that worry here in Chicago. So my question to Chicago is, why are we our Dems so conservative? That's what I don't get. So, but anyway, that's uh, the Dem the Dem wing of the Democratic Party, D. And I know you're not a huge fan of Dems. But uh, eh, they come in handy in national elections, you know, Joey Biden. And I voted for Hillary, but let the record show. I just got to get that out there. I voted for in the election against Donald Trump, that is. So coronavirus be damned. You're not going to stop people with a lot of money making more money. (laughs) Seems to have been the running theme during all of this. And Mm. speaking of coronavirus be damned, Ann Sather's going to let you sit down and eat an omelet. All right. (laughs) All right, we're going to go ahead and file this under rules for thee and not for me. Tom Tunney, Chicago alderman and owner of, well, let's be honest, the pretty decent Chicago breakfast establishment and Sather was recently busted for allowing regular customers to dine in at one of his restaurants despite the city's ban on indoor dining due to COVID-19. Yeah, I'm an elected leader who gets paid to set an example for the community. Yeah, every restaurant in my ward can open up their dining rooms. But hey, screw those losers. Come on in. Who wants cinnamon rolls? (laughs) Screw those losers. After pictures of the incident, once again, the incident being... Boy, I hope to God there will never be another year like 2020. The incident being people sitting inside a restaurant and eating. Uh, After the pictures of the incident went Chicago viral, Alderman Tunney admitted to, quote, an error in judgment and admitting in a statement that on a sporadic basis, Ann Sather has allowed a very limited uh, number of their regular diners to eat inside the restaurant while observing social distancing and mask wearing rules. He said it was an error of judgment and it won't happen again. Governor Pritzker weighed in on the matter and said about Tunney's statement, quote, Well, I agree. It was an error in judgment. I also will say that elected officials should be setting an example. And needless to say, Mayor Lightfoot was not happy. She stated that any business found in violation of the city's pandemic guidelines has been and will be held fully accountable. No exceptions. Starting after the time she got her haircut at the height of the whole damn thing. <laughs> Biddy J, what's in store for the 44th Ward Alderman? Uh, well, what's in store for the 44th Ward Alderman? Nothing. So I'll answer your, for your question. For, I'm not ducking and dodging. That's how you answer a question, ladies and gentlemen. You ask the question, then you answer the question. And then you go, allow me to elaborate. So nothing's going to happen to him. Okay? I wrote about this last week. Young Tom Tunney who's been the alderman of the 44th Ward on the north side of Chicago, the Lakeview area of Chicago. If you're outside of Chicago, folks, think of the area around Wrigley Field. 
Remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Remember that movie? Come on. You remember that movie where they all went to Wrigley Field? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Clear well, eyes. The, that's Tommy Tunney's ward. He's been the alderman since 2003. He was appointed at a position by one Richard M. Daly. And, I, you know, Tom Tunney. What can I say about Tom Tunney? Tom Tunney uh, is what you call a mainstream city council alderman. And in the days of Rom and the days of Daly, he did whatever he was told. Oh, here we have an idea, Tom Tunney. Let's take parking meters that are worth $10 billion and sell them for $1 billion. Oh, sounds good to me. I'll vote for it. That gives you an idea. Here, here's another great idea, Tom Tunney. Let's write an open, a blank check. Let's give a blank check to the International Olympic Committee that will obligate the city of Chicago, the taxpayers of Chicago, to untold billions of dollars to stage an Olympic game that would be just sort of like, uh, what? A spectacle honoring Mayor Daly. Oh, where do I uh, vote for that one? I'll sign up, sign me up. Now, somehow or other, comes around to raising $94 million in property taxes to keep 350 people on the job so they don't lose their jobs in the middle of a pandemic just a couple of weeks ago, he votes no. Oh, I got to protect the property taxpayers. Oh, did I mention he also voted yes on Lincoln Yards, Sterling Bay handout, and yes on the 78, another uh, TIF handout. So that's the kind of guy Tom Tunney is. That's the kind of voting record he has. Classic, mainstream, centrist, Chicago alderman, goes along with the powers that be, pretends when you're raising taxes to give subsidies to developers, it's not really a tax hike. But then when it comes to raising less money through the property taxes to preserve city jobs for people who actually live in Chicago, can't afford that. So, you know, D, as you can see, I I got some issues. With what, how do I put this? Tommy Tunney's priorities. I got some issues with like the Dems in the Chicago City Council who are so vehement about protecting the interests of the taxpayers when it helps like an ordinary working guy, you know, or it helps school children or teachers or police pensions. But when it comes to handouts to rich guys, oh, well, that's economic development, that's an investment. So yes, that's kind of Alderman Tom Tunney is. All right, so I'm not. A, you could tell I'm not a huge fan of Tom Tunney, uh, at least his voting record. On the other hand, Ann Sather's fine restaurant. I've been going to Ann Sather since the '80s. Delicious cinnamon rolls, and I think the fact that voters in the 44th ward in Lakeview <laughs> will vote for Tom Tunney until the end of time. The world as we know it can be destroyed by a meteor and there could be nothing on the charred remains of earth except for cockroaches and voters in the 44th ward. And they'll still be voting for Tom Tunney. I love those cinnamon rolls. So folks in they Chicago. They are good. They are good. I implore you, don't make fun of MAGA voters in Michigan who run around without masks on waving their Confederate flags, pistols strapped to their waist, <laughs> Leonard Skinner blaring from their stereo. Don't make fun of them. How are they any worse than voters in the 44th Ward who continually reelect Tom Tunney on the basis? Well, Ben, I love his cinnamon rolls. 
Or sometimes voters will go, you know, Ben. <laughs> I once saw him sweeping up. Now, Tom Tunney is like known for like sweeping up. He's very neat. So like he takes a broom out, he sweeps the sidewalks, D. You know, voters are like, whoa, Ben, come on. I, I, I saw him sweeping the sidewalk. Okay. That's how you decide you, that's your alternate? Okay. That's the guy you want to elect? Okay. So, but don't complain about Michigan. I don't want to hear one voter in the 44th Ward who voted for Tom Tunney for Alderman because they like his cinnamon rolls complaining about MAGA. Don't want to hear it. Mm-mm, no, no, negatory. Don't want to hear you complaining about MAGA. Your voting habits are as bad <laughs> as the worst MAGA. Unbelievable. And the last election, he won, he was victorious. Who's challenge? I think he had two challengers. Doing this from memory, two challengers. One coming at him from the left, the other one coming from the sort of the center. And here's the voters. Well, the Ricketts don't like him. He must be doing something right. So we'll vote. For, <laughs> plus, we'll vote for him again because the Ricketts don't like him. Even though he pretty much allowed the Ricketts to get everything they wanted with Wiggy Field. So voters in the forty fourth ward. No complaining. So do you ask me, will there be any consequences? No. There are no consequences for aldermen from wealthy north side wards doing stupid things, D. There are none. You get to be alderman for life. <laughs> or for many, many years. They finally got uh, defeated Pat O'Connor in the 40th ward. So I guess there's that. All right. So yeah, there will be no consequences for Tom Tunney. And I got to tell you, I'm like, this was one of the most disgraceful displays of hypocrisy I've seen in a long, long time. I, and the, I, I mean, I'm trying, I can't even really like make jokes out of it. It's so bad. You know, here you got Pritzker, and this is why I have empathy for Pritzker. Struggling. Struggling to have like what? The state realistically confronting this serious virus and you have half the state, or at least the MAGA portion of the state, they don't believe the virus is real. They believe that Pritzker's uh, exaggerating the uh, number of deaths. They think he has extended his powers by enacting, by de- uh, declaring emergency controls and protocols. They've gone to court to, via- uh, to challenge him. They have protests where they don't wear masks to challenge them. The leader, their political leader, obviously Darren Bailey, showed up at the one legislative uh, hearing or meeting that the General Assembly had since the pandemic without a mask just to show their contempt. So this is what they got signs throughout downstate and upstate too. Pritzker sucks signs everywhere. This is, he's paying a political price And he's saying we have to follow these rules. And so here you have a member of the Democratic Party in the city of Chicago openly flaunting the rules. So if you're a MAGA guy downstate, what do you think? You think it's all made up. This just reinforces your worldview that there's nothing to the virus and there's nothing to these protocols and there's no reason to have stay-at-home orders. And so Pritzker sucks. So thanks, Tom Tunney from completely, what, undercutting Pritzker while he's trying to do the right thing. And Lori Lightfoot, you're absolutely right. She did. The, she played the same game with Haircut Gate way back when. 
and democratics there's something about democratic leaders you know like they have they could have humble origins and they start out working for the people and then something happens to them did again in office i've seen it and they're like they're corrupted they do stupid things it's like well suddenly i'm an alderman i'm a very important person uh, the rules don't apply to me what by the way i got i never thought these words would come out of my mouth gotta give a shout out to second city cop uh, they're, the, they're the ones who blew the whistle on them. That's a blog run by, I don't know who runs it. Supposedly it's some police officers. For all I know, Dr. D runs it in his free time. Yeah, it's me. And <laughs> Busted. Uh, busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. Anyway, so um, <laughs> where did that come from? I don't know. So they had a scoop. It was a hell of a scoop. I'm aware where the story broke. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. I was sleeping. All of a sudden, I heard my phone go ding, ding, ding. Oh, People were sending me. By the way, yeah. I feel like I feel like Scoop, uh, you know, like Cat in the Bag and Flip Flop. I, don't, I feel like Scoop should have a sound effect, right? Got the Scoop. What's the what's a Scoop sound wow. effect? Wow. Well, you could do Scoop like a shovel. That's like shovel. Okay. Got right. the Scoop. There it is. All right. All right. All right. A new uh, a new sound effect in the catalog there. The scoop. My, you know, you didn't give me any credit for the play-by-play thing I did for Dick Allen, the great Dick Allen, born White Sox, who died the other day. Here, one more time, D. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Oh, look out. Hey, back. Could be. Might be. It is. Holy cow. Sorry. Sorry. That was amazing. <laughs> Sorry First about one that. I did a, I did Jack Brickhouse, and all my millennial listeners had no idea that I was actually doing Jack Brickhouse as opposed to. Oh, Gary you Gary. mean the listeners that tuned out after you mentioned that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those listeners. So, will the mayor and so, Tony? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, so I just closed by saying it's Democrats like Tom Tunney who make it very difficult for Democrats like J.B. Pritzker. To do the right thing. Go ahead, Pete. So to sum up, will the mayor and Tunney meet up to talk? Yeah. Will anything happen? Probably not. But we can almost guarantee that there's a certain mayor with a free case of cinnamon rolls in her future. Am I right? <laughs> Dee, are you, you going to have any more on this? Because before we move on, I have to say my some of my few of my favorite parts of this story. Oh, go ahead. Well, if anybody's ever dealt with Tom Tunney, they know he can be kind of arrogant. I mean, the guy is the king of the 44th Ward. He's been elected or reelected. I can't remember how many times. He can do virtually anything he wants. The people have just sort of turned over their democratic rights to Tom Tunney because they love his cinnamon rolls. Once again, 44th Warders, I do not want to hear one complaint about MAGA. So, you know, he could do uh, no wrong. So he's got this kind of arrogance to him. And it was on full display in the Sun-Times story. So the story broke with the cops, Second City blog. And I've, other people started picking it up. And then Fran Spielman uh, from the Chicago Sun-Times, City Hall reporter, uh, called up Tony to ask him about it. And <laughs> I could just visualize this. I when I read the story, D, uh, she was asking him questions, really good questions like, 
that by the way, how bizarre it was. Like he was running a speakeasy, a cinnamon roll speakeasy. In the old days, uh, younger listeners, speakeasies uh, during Prohibition were these secret bars behind like front. So you would have a front like a cigar store and then you would walk to the back of the cigar store and you would knock like this. And then there would be a guy goes, who goes? And there'd be a password and you would go, duck. Dirty. Hold on. And that big. That's accurate, guys. He lived through it. He was there during it. That was that's an exact interpretation of how it went down. And the door would open. Be a big guy. All right, get in there. And you go back, and it'd be like a guy at the piano, ding, 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 playing the piano, ding, 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 ding. And people would be waitresses would be going around with uh, alcohol, and you know, like the mayor would be hiding back there. Not our mayor, but that mayor back in Prohibition. Okay, and uh, you know, so that was a speakeasy. All you youngsters, all right. Now, fast forward in the middle of a pandemic, this is how a speakeasy works. You go up to a shuttered Ann Satter's restaurant uh, and you knock on the door and then you go, um, the password is cinnamon roll. Oh, and they open the door and they let you in and you go in the back and there there's cinnamon rolls. There's no alcohol, but steaming pots of coffee. Speakeasy, D. Modern day speakeasies operating at the back of Aunt, of Ann Sather's restaurant. And then his funniest thing, he goes in his denial to Franz Spielman. He says, well, we were wearing masks. Well, how are you eating the cinnamon rolls if you were wearing a mask? That, that was a follow-up question that I'm sure Franz Spielman was going to ask. But instead of answering a perfectly good, logical follow-up question, what did he do, D? Slam! He hangs up the phone on her. Oh my God. When I read that, I go, I was, yep, that sounds like Tommy Tony. <laughs> ah, I don't want to answer your questions. Slam. Hangs up the phone. It's okay, Fritz. But you know what? Some of the greatest reporters in the city of Chicago have had the, their phones hung up on them, D, by uh, powerful politicians. In fact, the only time I ever interviewed Rahm Emanuel, guess what he did, D? He hung up on me. Oh, oh, go, you, yeah. go figure. <laughs> yeah, commie. Bam, you hippie. So, yeah, I don't think there'll be any consequences. He didn't get it. There were no consequences for him for voting no on the budget. Two weeks ago, remember last year when uh, 11 people voted against the budget? Mayor Lori Lightfoot set up that little uh, website, try to embarrass them. They were all the people. They were all lefties who voted against that budget. You know, people like Ben Jarofsky types, they, they voted against that budget. This time around, Dems voted against the budget, include young Thomas Tunney, who is an ally of Lori Lightfoot. And as a result of his alliance with Lori Lightfoot, gets to be the chairman of the zoning committee in the city council. One of the most powerful positions in the city council. Folks outside of Chicago, I hope you're taking notes. This is how politics in Chicago works. OK, so for his in Chicago, the mayor gets to pick who the chairman of committees are. Don't ask why. It's because we we believe in all powerful mayors. So we just give them more power than they should have. And in Chicago, the one of the most important committees is zoning. And Mayor Lori Lightfoot gave that to Tommy Tunney. Usually chairmen of committees vote for the mayor's budget as a sign of their allegiance to the mayor. But Tom Tunney goes, nope, I don't have to. I'm bigger than that. So they make old Andre Vasquez. Hey, Andre, you go vote for the budget. Okay, I'll do that. 
you know, the socialist guy. And Maria Hatton, okay, I'll do it. They get all the they get lefties to do the hard work. You know, lefties like Andre Vasquez. Now everybody's mad at Andre. We should bring him. I'm going to bring him on the show week, uh, next week, D, to defend himself. They're all mad at Andre, but Tommy Tutton. Oh, Tommy Tutton. <laughs> Tommy Tutton. I get my next tomorrow's guest mixed up. Gets to vote no, and he's still the chairman. And he's running a cinnamon roll uh, speakeasy in the back of Ann Sather in violation of the governor's rule. So, and he hangs up on Franz Spielman. I mean, but will he be punished? No, no, no. Uh-uh, Dave. You know why? He makes one hell of a cinnamon roll. Lori Life is like, mm, I love these cinnamon rolls. You can do whatever you want, Tom Tunney. So, no. Don't think he'll be punished, Dave. I don't think there'll be any consequences whatsoever as the Democratic Party exposes its hypocrisy one more time, and then we'll ask people like me <laughs> to whip up support for the Dems. Hey, Ben, could you uh, sing some praise for some centrist Democrats who have complete and total and utter contempt for anybody who doesn't vote for the Democratic Party? Any, like MAGA? Uh, could you whip up support for them? And by the way, just look the other way when Tom Tunney is operating a cinnamon roll speakeasy at the back of Ann Sanders. Sounds delicious. Oh, a cinnamon roll speakeasy? Oh, my God. All right, so the media has been hitting Tunny left and right, and, well, now our show is included in that. Uh, <laughs> we're on board now. Uh, WLS, uh, the radio station in Chicago, recently reminded us of a quote from Tom Tunney a while back here. Uh, here's him. I, uh, I don't know where this is from, honestly, but... You have to be a good neighbor. You have to be a good neighbor. Otherwise, I'm going to be up your butt every day. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, WLA, aren't they the right wing station? Yeah. Okay. See, that's what irritates the hell out of me. You know. Oh, guys. Ever say anything critical about Donald Trump? Ever once in your life? See, we, I just spent 20 minutes ripping the Democrats. Okay. This is why. D. This is why Dems never win. Because guys like me, we rip the Dems as well as Republicans. WLS, oh, they're really feeling it now. <laughs> right. in their chest. Oh, we got a Democrat to rip. Oh, real profile and courage, WLS. Well, really, way to go out on a limb there. <laughs> God damn. Maybe we got Rudy Giuliani blowing his nose, WLS, wiping the handkerchief on his face, licking it. Shaking hands with people. Any criticism of him? What about Tom Tony? But anyway, that quote was from, that was, <laughs> he was speaking to the Ricketts. That's what the Ricketts quote. Oh. That's, and that's between that, between fighting the Ricketts and making good cinnamon rolls, guarantees him re-election. By the way, D, hmm. I'm just saying, I got a source at Ann Sanders, and they tell me that, Hosts at WLS love those cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. That's not true. <laughs> that's, I can't sneak anything by you. That's not true. Fake news. You have to be a good neighbor. You have to be a good neighbor. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to be up your butt every day. Okay, could have been a better way to phrase that, but hey, the sentiments, the sentiments, the sentiments. 
The cinnamon set? The sentiment uh, rolls. Oh. Anyway, heck of a way to take a stand, WLS. Woohoo. Profiles and courage for WLS. <laughs> All right, we got more Tom Tunney talk on the live stream chat here. Uh, so Kyle weighed in. And, well, Ben, I guess in your intro, you called uh, Tunney a jerk. Uh, Kyle says, so are we calling Alder and Tom Tunney a jerk because we never, ever want him on the Benny J show? <laughs> yeah. I once reached out to young Tom Tunney to come on the show and he rejected me. But that's not why I call him a jerk. He is a jerk. Oh, come on, he's operating an illegal Seminole speakeasy in the middle of a pandemic when all the restaurants in the ward are shut down. I would say that's a jerkish move. So yes, stand by that. Uh-huh. He should say in his apology, I'm a jerk. By the way, what motivated him, D? Let's try to go into Tom Tunney's brain. Like, what was he thinking? One one uh, listener or texted me, D, and said, his greed knows no bounds. You know, and, and his explanation with Fran, he was like, I was doing it for my customers. <laughs> Your customers can buy the cinnamon rolls to go. Like, what? It's like customers that really need to sit in a room where they could get infected with COVID and eat the cinnamon roll? Please, Alderman, let me sit in the back room of the cinnamon roll speakeasy and maybe get COVID? That's what I really want. Okay, I'll do it for you. All right, now, uh, I know we just called him a jerk, but let's, uh, you know, go on the positive side here, right? We got to, you know, say some good things here. Michael Girardi weighed in on the live stream chat. Michael Girardi, the author of so many Ben Jarofsky show themed songs that you can download. Michael Girardi, G-E-R-A-R-D-I, Bandcamp. Hear such hits as tax increment financing in the editorial board and more. But uh, Michael Girardi weighed in here. He says, according to my late grandfather, whose last name was Tuffy, I am actually related to Tom Tunney. Wow. Yes, he says we have a common relative. Uh, okay, well, he says here the common relative's name is Tiff Tiffy. But anyway, okay, so <laughs> I think he's joking. Hey, Michael Girardi. <clears throat> Just saying, just a suggestion. I do not want to impede the creative process. I do not want to, like, in any way, okay, like put you on a deadline or give you a homework assignment, but a thought. How about a song called Cinnamon Roll? Just saying, throwing that out there about a speakeasy at the back of a Northside restaurant. I think it's got potential. Just saying. Or just keep on whatever creative uh, train you're on there. Cinnamon Roll. A song called Cinnamon Roll. Well, there's a, uh, isn't there a song by Neil Young called Cinnamon Girl? I think there's Frank, a song called. Frank! I, I want to be a cinnamon girl. Kathy on the live stream chat. Uh, she says Tunney was very supportive to her when she testified about the need to resign or to reopen the clinics in city council. So. Which clinics? The mental health clinics? I'm assuming so, yes. Yeah, well, he still voted. He's one of the 50 votes to close them. So he may, I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't. All right, Tony, we tried. Or, we tried, Tony. I mean, he, he was one of the 50 votes to close them. I can't really give him too much of a hard time because it was 50 to nothing or 49 to nothing. So absurd amount. So I don't know. All right. Well, like I said, we tried, Tony. Uh, All right. More pandemic news. This is fun, huh? Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Face coverings. 
today. The governor will be at the Thompson Center this afternoon for his 2.30 COVID-19 update. Uh, a quick recap on Monday's presser. You've been warned. Governor Pritzker said that the next four weeks could be the, quote, most crucial month of this entire pandemic, warning that the state may not yet have seen the post-Thanksgiving surge that health, uh, that health officials warned was possible. Pritzker said that while he is hopeful that another recent improvement in COVID-19 statistics in the state will continue, uh, Pritzker stated that the numbers still have a long way to go to move away from what could reasonably be called the danger zone. He then warned that a surge within the surge remains possible. Oh, my God. God, a surge within the surge. Uh, Good Lord, I'm staying inside. Uh, Here's the (laughs) quote from the governor. He said, quote, we are now into our 11th day since Thanksgiving, and we are four days out from Hanukkah, 18 from Christmas, 19 from Kwanzaa, and 24 from New Year's Eve. Wow, who needs Dan Biss? That was great math there. (laughs) Was that part of the quote, or did you no, that, that was part yourself. of his quote. That was part of his quote. Uh, I, was like, uh, I was impressed with Dennis, no, man. That's not me. That is not me. Uh, and then he says, we quite literally have very limited leeway in our hospital systems to manage another surge. Here's more from Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. In the most recent week, we've started to see a slight decrease in hospitalizations. And even with this downward movement, our COVID-19 hospitalization total statewide is still 14% higher than our spring peak. Well, I feel sorry for uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker. He's uh, an well task of trying to convince the people of Illinois uh, that COVID is a realistic threat to our existence. And it's uh, that much more difficult thanks to Tom Tony. And just thanks to the general hypocrisy of Democrats, my beloved Democratic Party. Make it easy for our WLS Dems. Make it easy for them. You know, it's hard enough to be the governor of Illinois and asking people to do the right thing. And then you have people, Democratic officials in Chicago, not doing the right thing. And don't let's not forget the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. I don't know how much we talked about that. I know I mentioned this. Mm -hmm. Had the uh, fundraiser with a bunch of lobbyists. Pulled a Uh, tunny. Pulled a tunny, yeah. Well, it wasn't a speakeasy, but uh, (laughs) only tunny thought of the speakeasy. Here's what we do. It's like a secret knock. That's the knock. And then you got to sing. It's Neil Young. I want to be a cinnamon roll. (laughs) And they let you in. So anyway, yeah, Gavin Newsom with his, uh, they had that dinner party with the lobbyists, the fancy, uh, some kind of fancy restaurant, some fancy setting. So yeah, Dems behaving badly. And then, you know, (laughs) oh yeah, but vote for Joe Biden anyway. (laughs) Then they get mad at lefties when lefties aren't true believers, you know, you know, deep. So uh, yeah, good luck, J.B. Pritzker. I, I still like you. I don't know. I like your style, but it ain't easy, D. And I'm starting to worry between Tom Tunney and his cinnamon roll speakeasy and Michael Joseph Madigan and his deals with Commonwealth Edison and his unwillingness to address them. Will J.B. Pritzker get reelected in 2022? I'm starting to worry about that. And I'm all these knuckleheads in the Democratic Party. 
I'm glad you, know? I'm glad you brought it up because Ben, I'd like to actually uh, have a one-on-one heart-to-heart with uh, JB if you don't mind. Uh, okay, all right, go ahead. Hey JB, what's going on? It's me, Dennis. <laughs> I know you got a lot going on dealing with this damn dirty coronavirus, but I don't know. Maybe you want to take note on what Mayor Lightfoot's doing today and start thinking about that re-election you got coming up. Ben, we have yet another Illinois bigwig possibly lining up to take the governor's gig. That is correct. So it looks like... (laughs) DB. So it looks as though that a game of Illinois Republican musical chairs is about to take place. Over the weekend, Tim Schneider, chairman of the Illinois Republican Party, has announced that he is stepping down from his role as chairman of the Illinois Republican Party, saying he believes, quote, it is a good time to leave the position that he has occupied for the last six years. Schneider says the successes of the Republican Party in the 2020 election cycle allowed him to step aside and that the transition process to find the next leader of the party is currently ongoing. Uh, Schneider said, quote, after six plus years and a very successful cycle and with the Illinois GOP positioned well, I believe it's a good time for me to transition out. Ben, uh, before we move on here, any parting words for Mr. Schneider? Good riddance? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't... How do I put this, D? I have zero zilch affinity for the Republican Party these days. You know, I, have, I just have my issues with Dems, that's for sure. And some of my beloved lefties, every now and then I have issues with them. But I, I can't even... Like the bar is so low for Republicans that a guy like Mitt Romney is is like the I can think of him as a Republican that I admire. You know, that's how low the bar is. Or uh, the secretary of state in uh, Georgia at the moment. We'll see how much if he can withstand the pressure from MAGA with the senatorial election coming up. Uh, I think his name is Rasperger standing up to Trump. So, uh, you know, Schneider, MAGA hat wearer. Whatever. Republican Party uh, on every single issue that is of importance to me is utterly worthless, utterly worthless. And I think of what environment worthless uh, with uh, funding education, worthless, trying to uh, have a more equitable way of funding government, double, double, double worthless, triple worthless, quadruple worthless. I mean, just like. Things like your behavior toward women, worthless, you know, and there's no apparent consequence for it. Oh, legalizing a reefer, double worthless. Any issue that's important to me, I guess many of my listeners, they're absolutely worthless. So, I mean, they can't even get the, the, the Republicans to agree on a stimulus bill. People are out of work. Um, it, it's so funny. Oh, God, I'm going back to Tunney. Like, the restaurant industry has been battered. You got Sammy Toya, who is the head of the Restaurant Association, cutting deals with Lori Life for trying to get an extra day here or there, you know, from the mayor so the restaurants could stay open just one extra day, you know, that kind of thing. They're being battered, people being laid off. And so what they need is a concerted effort by the restaurant association throughout the country to go to Mitch McConnell, to go to Washington and put pressure on Republicans to have some kind of stimulus bill. Nope. I don't see it. 
I see no evidence evidence of it whatsoever. They play their little games, all these associations. They play their little games where what? They put pressure on this mayor or that governor. But when it comes to a concerted effort to confront MAGA, to try to get more money that would actually help the restaurant association, I don't see him lifting a finger. And I don't see Tom Tunney and the Dems lifting a finger. And I don't see Lori Lightfoot lifting a finger. I don't see, I didn't see Tunney or Lori Lightfoot at the forefront of the fight for the fair tax. But now all, oh, they're going to want the government, they're going to want the Dems to come to the rescue with the stim- a stimulus bill. And it will be Dems because Republicans are worthless. So D, Schneider leaves. Uh, what can I say? I, I can't think of anything a Republican in the state of Illinois has done that has contributed to the well-being of humanity in the last four years. There, I said it. He said it. So we now know what comes next in politics. Schneider's out. Beat it, bud. Who will be the, who will be the next chairman of the Illinois Republican Party? And while we typically wouldn't care, this news... <laughs> This news got a certain portion of really rich white people in Illinois excited and chatting. And I guess Cubs owner Todd Ricketts name came up as a possible replacement. But when asked about his interest as Republican chairman, Ricketts implied that he will not be a candidate for state chair, which leaves him wide open to run statewide. Other uh, rumored Republican challengers for the governor in 2022 we have Man Cow, radio and media spawn of Howard Stern. And, well, this one has just been one that Ben and I talk about all the time. He's never announced it. That is correct. Yes, that is correct. He has never announced it. It's downstate Illinois Senator Darren, who's going to feed them hogs, Bailey. Ben, is Todd Ricketts going to run for governor of Illinois? And if so... Will the Republicans kind of have their own version of J.B. Pritzker to run against J.B. Pritzker? No. And, well, I guess if the first part is no, then there really is no answer to this. Wow. That's like a philosophical conundrum. I know it's Tuesday. Sorry, man. Sorry. Whoa. (laughs) Someone give me some of that bong. If the first part of the question is no and the second part is contingent on a yes question am i required to still answer the second part of the question i don't know i may need to re-edit the copy i don't know (laughs) that will be uh edited out of the podcast ladies and gentlemen no i don't think he's running i don't think he would win the ricketts name is so bad (laughs) i mean again going back to tom tunney to get reelected, all he had to do was feed half the ward cinnamon rolls and then tell the other half the ward that he hates the rickets. Well, so it's good to be. I'm a 44th ward voter in Lakeview. <laughs> well, but I think MAGA in Michigan is stupid. Anyway, so no, I don't think he's going to run. And yes, I stand by what I said. The leader of the Republican Party in the state of Illinois is Darren Big Boy D.B. Bailey. You know it as well as I do. Come on. D.B. Bailey. He represents MAGA. He's an unapologetic MAGA guy. That's who runs the Republican Party. Stop pretending it's another any other way. The second most popular person in the Republican Party is one who uh, it's uncertain whether he can run for governor, according to the legal advisors in the Ben Jarofsky show. Uh, and that would be uh, Blago. 
So I would say uh, the two most popular Republicans in the state of Illinois right now are uh, DB and Blago. They're much more popular than Todd Ricketts. And uh, Man Cow's trying to. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Cow, uh, your position, uh, sir, my, my name is Man Cow. It's not, my first name is not Man, and my last name is not Cow. It's Man Cow. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, Man Cow's trying to elbow his way in there. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, the congressman from the 16th Congressional District, has been mentioned. I don't know who mentioned. I don't even know where. Where did you see that item, by the way, D, that you just read? Was that in uh, Rich Miller? Uh, no, that was uh, Shia Campos, Illinois Shia Politico. Campos. Um, so uh, I've, I think it was Shia Campos who reported that Adam Kinsinger is being considered. Bill Brady, former state senator who ran, uh, was it 2010, is being uh, considered as well. But I still say DB is the most popular Republican in the state of Illinois. And stop, stop being ashamed of him, North Shore Republicans, rich people in Wilmette, Winnetka. I don't like him. He's a uh, farmer. <laughs> who cares who's going to feed those hogs? I don't. Guys, you're run by MAGA, okay? Just fess up. It's like the 44th Ward people are addicted to cinnamon rolls. They have an unhealthy addiction to cinnamon rolls. It's, it's, it's motivated them to elect the same guy over and over again. They all say they're vigilant in Texas. Yeah, you're voting for a guy who voted to sell the parking meters. Well, Ben, there was just one vote. Come on, be fair. <laughs> be fair. And I was also applying anyway, uh, the Ricketts thing because uh, doing Ricketts, uh, Ricketts to Pritzker because, boy, he has a lot of money. And he would kind of I would see him mirroring the J.B. Pritzker campaign if he ran. You know what I mean? Just put a ton of money in uh, a ton of money into advertising, video, all that stuff. You know what I mean? I, I, I bet he would run an identical campaign to Pritzker because he can afford well, here, it. Right. The, yes. There, I see your point. And that, but again, the question, the second part of the question was contingent on the first part having a yes and I don't see him running. Uh, All right, let's just redo yes. it. Ben Jarofsky, do you see Todd Ricketts <laughs> running for Illinois governor? No. <laughs> but your point's a good one, except this. My, I don't know the Ricketts, never met them, but watching them from afar, they're kind of cheap, D. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, they like to spend other people's money. They want, JB kicked his own money in. Say what you will about JB, he's not cheap. The Ricketts, like, mm, mm, mm. I mean, he's got the money to pull a JB. Good point. But will he spend it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'll tell you one person who won't be supporting him, young Tom Tunney. <laughs> Tunney doesn't like the Ricketts. Anyway, I do not think he's going to run, so... And you know, don't think we're going to have the battle of the billionaires. Uh, maybe I've been ahead of the curve the whole time. I don't know, but I've been saying it the whole time. Go Cardinals! All right, moving. On. <laughs> go Cardinals! I don't Dick know, Allen yeah. used to play for the Cardinals, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. All right, now back to Tim Schneider, real quick. Possible names rumored to replace the Republican chairman, and uh, you know, once again, usually we don't care. But uh, Ben, I'm sure you'd love to sit down with Ann Sather and talk with these folks. We got retiring Congressman John Shimkus, State Central Committee woman. Jan Weber or Barbara Viviano. Uh, we got Will County GOP Chairman George Pearson, who, by the way, uh, is a black man with mil 
military business and political experience, so my white people joke was a little off there, and Lake County Republican Party Chairman Mark Shaw, who also serves as state party co-chairman. You know, I got to give Shia Capitals credit. I mean, she has to rattle off all the names of these Republicans like she knows who they are. I got to tell you, D, I don't know any of these people. Okay, I mean, I can't even pretend. You know, you're supposed to be able to just like really skillful. Well, that's an interesting array of candidates, D. And um, John Shimkus is a fascinating Republican. He comes from downstate. Uh, he was a beach farmer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you read their Wikipedia page five minutes before the show, and then you're like an expert on them. But I can't even pretend that I know any of these people. I would have taken you for a Jan Weber kind of guy, huh? <laughs> I don't know Jan Weber, but I love her cousin, Weber Grill. Hello. Sorry, it was really stupid. Um, yeah, I'll edit that out. Yeah, edit that one out. He let that one go, okay, you know, in the uh, editing process. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, I D, I'd love to... Uh, Join Shia Kapos and a recitation of these Republican bigwigs, the brains of the Republican Party. But I don't know who any of them are. And to me, the only one who really has uh, stood out this year. And we follow the news every day, right, D? Every day we follow the news. The only uh, Republican uh, personality that has stood out this year is D.B., I mean, he has flown the MAGA flag, and that's the ruling prevailing you know, ideology in the Republican Party right now. So who are we kidding? And Blago, who's technically a Trumpocrat, not a Republican, but, you know, who's kidding who? Yeah, I think you're all alone on that uh, Blago thing, man. There's no way he can run. No, he can't run, but he's still, I would say, second to DB popularity. Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay, here we go. Get ready for this question. Now, don't duck and dodge. Oh, God. All right, when Republicans out in, I don't know, Pink Kisser County or wherever they were, had that fundraiser to raise money for Republicans, did they go to Jan Weber? Did they go to Mark Shaw? Did they go to John Shimkus? Did they go, I'm trying to remember all the names on this list. And it's pretty it's, good, I'm though. Running, it's pretty good yeah, so far. I, I got to give me credit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did they go to George Pearson? Dang. Or did... Yeah. Or did they go to Blago? Huh? I'm a Trumpocrat. The Trumpocrat, that's right. <laughs> in fact, that guy who says Trumpocrat, that's right, I think he's the third most popular Republican in the state of Illinois right now. All right, that's our local news, everyone. Brought to you by Cinnamon Rolls, of course. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here, but hey, remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more at the Chicago Reader website and wherever else you download podcasts. Uh, we had a great lineup of Benny J bonus interviews over the weekend. Uh, we replayed the first Tuesday show. Uh, we talked with Lakeisha Collins. That was a great interview as well. She got the Madigan question. Uh, if you've yet to check that out go do it the chicago reader website and wherever else you download podcasts also follow us on social media at benny j show b-e-n-n-y the letter j show on facebook twitter and instagram and uh you can send us an email benny j show at gmail.com and you can call us too crazy right uh 708-658-4788 the number again 708-658-4788 
888-888. Call the Ben Jarofsky Show, preferably when the show's over. And uh, leave us a voicemail. There's a good chance we will play your voicemail on the program. And speaking of, we did get a voicemail over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to take a listen to that while we talk to Sergio Mims. And if it isn't insane, we'll play it. How about that, Ben? That sounds like a plan. That is correct. All right, cool. We I hit up Sergio on uh, an email here, so we'll wait for Sergio, and when we get him, we'll talk with him. Don't go anywhere. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show. We are live from my apartment in Ben's attic.